0: Welcome to talking Halos, it's Derek C. Paul with my co hosts John Crane and Jared Timms and we are here to break down all of the weird and crazy going with the Angels. It's not really even fun anymore but there are lots to talk about and lots of things that I'm a little fired up today. John's is kind of here and Jared's the the quiet guy in the corner who's probably going to offer something really wise at any random second. First things first, we'll get to Jared. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good today. We got Sunday, you know, Sunday football, Sunday baseball, all the fun stuff going on. So, but work tomorrow, unfortunately.
0: When we all go back to work. Even John goes back to work. He goes back to his hole. How you doing, John? Pretty good, pretty good. We're recording early today so that uh,
2: Derek can watch the Rams game. But me and Jared, we're missing the Patriots game. But well, that's yeah, okay. Little Tom little Brady's little. already got one on the board. So, anyways, and the Angels are playing today too. Yeah. In scalding heat, I'm sure. Oh, it's just miserable out here. I know. Are you living Southern California? No, also, it actually—it's pretty <laughs> hot out here. Yeah, it's the heat. It's hot. Yeah, I'm not being well, sarcastic. I know other people from other states like you who have really dramatic weather. You know, look at us. But I just the heat. I just cannot stand the heat. And we have—it's a hot one today, and it was a hot one yesterday.
0: And the Rams are wearing whites today against the Saints, wearing the black. So that's going to be really—that's going to be an advantage for them. Getting nice. them playing the wearing the blacks. Uh, by the way, just. Off the wire today, the Rams and Chargers announced their stadium name, and now SoFi Stadium, that's going to be the name, hopefully they make lots of money off it, but that's not what we're here for, we are here for Angels, Angels Baseball, and there are several things I kind of want to approach today, I am wary of, well, offending some folks, I guess I'm, because uh, it's it's a little difficult for me to try to flesh out, I'll do the best I can, but some of the things we're seeing, just in terms of feedback from fans and social media, it's getting a little ridiculous. I kind of want to address some things, and not to, not to call anybody stupid, although we've seen some stupid comments. I I want to go back and, and rewind where we were when we started the season, what the expectations were, and then what happened. Because hearing somebody say the Angels have quit and Mike Trout quit, that's on every level absurd so we want to get there before we do we are a new podcast we just started here in late april we've done very well and if you like what we're doing you want to help us grow do us a solid twofold if you head over to apple music subscribe leave a nice five-star review we'd really appreciate that and if you want us to earn that review send us an email talk and handles gmail.com let us know what we can do better i have yet to receive an email Telling us what we can improve on, and that's a little disturbing. Like, seriously, there's always something we can do better. There's always something we can improve on. So if you have feedback for us that you want us to work on, things you want, even suggestions for the off season, uh, let us know. Uh, we have plans. We've kind of, I've kind of kept them under wraps a little bit, but we really appreciate that feedback. And the second thing they ask is if you could, if you like the show, send a text to a fellow Angels fan. Let us know about our podcast. Talk to your friends about it. Just mention us and we'd really appreciate that. We've grown very organically so far and we'd like to continue. We really would. And, uh, you know, it is time, I guess, to really get into a few of the things that I'm I'm really concerned with in terms of the, the commentary about the angels. Jared, you weren't really, you weren't with this quite yet. You were a guest a couple times and we had talked to you about the farm system, but you entered this season with a certain level of expectations. Can you let listeners know what those expectations were for the 2019 season?
1: I mean, just to start it off, I had the Angels finishing around 84 wins, just a, you know, just above 500, maybe you know, three or four games above 500. So, but uh, but yeah, you know, I I definitely expected. I mean, non-injuries, you know. We, I mean, there it, it's taken a spiral for sure the last. Um, you know, month, month and a half, um, which doesn't doesn't help at all. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where our expectations were a little bit higher. I didn't think they were quite a playoff team, but I, I thought they were going to be close.
0: John, what were yours? Do you remember? I, yeah, I, I expected
2: much more than this. I expected us to be to compete uh, for a wild card um at i mean a wild card at the most I, I don't think i was expecting us to to take the division from the astros but i did think that we would be in contention like where we were at that midpoint season when, when right after the when we got real close to be in the wild that's kind of where i thought we would be like on a fringe right around wild card and and then the wheels fell off and and obviously the injuries and and everything that's happened this season, I think. I think after us, uh, the passing of Tyler Skaggs, I think my my expectations were uh, tempered, to say the least, at that point.
0: And then on my end, I it's hard for me to remember the exact number I had. I think I had them around 85, 86 wins at a max. I saw the moore's five hundred team moving the next year, and then when you and I first started podcasting late in April, and just seeing. Some of the some of the gaps, some of the issues that were there. I think at one point I told you I thought they were a seventy, seventy-five win team. And that's sort of where it's panning out, although it's taking a different road there. And I'm I'm saying all this because what we've seen recently is this move towards going at the players and going at Al Smith and, and a lot of folks don't like how Al Smith manages and that's it's fair in some respects if, if you've watched him all season and you've seen how things have gone and like in other, other respects he has not had a healthy lineup he has not have, had a, a decent pitching staff. It's really hard to see how much he's grown from his Detroit days when he didn't use analytics all that much at all Really, he's he's completely flipped the script. He's using analytics now. And in all that respect, we don't know how he's gonna respond if he has a lineup of starting pitchers who can consistently get you to the sixth, seventh inning. We don't know. So here's the thing. I mean I'm gonna go back to Jared first. Jared, what are some of the big complaints you have seen on social media about this team this year? Recently, last few days.
1: I mean, recently it's just been the, the quitting aspect. Like this team doesn't doesn't want to be here. This team, you know, it's just 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 quitting. And I, you know, I've mentioned it a couple times, um, you know, on Twitter that you know this. Bit, I mean, any professional athlete to get to this level, they don't quit. And I think I, I don't. I, I will get into it. I assume, but Jeff came out with a good article last night about that and had some really good quotes in it um, about you know these guys not quitting and the, he went over a couple of the veterans about this and you know it's just it's one of those things where for me um, it's to get to that level you, you you don't quit you know there's so many young guys on the team that are just trying to just be there even next year or the year after or you know just trying to get play time Walsh and uh, Renifo and Theis and everybody Ward so they, there's there's no way that of these guys are quitting and i think that's you know the main thing that a lot of that we're seeing a lot of right now
2: i just from the very early in the season i've seen a lot of irrational expectations for this team i don't think anybody was picking this team uh, to uh, win the division uh, or even you know definitely not a world series uh, and Right from the start, very early on, people began being very critical of this team, obviously critical of uh, Artie Moreno, uh, uh, Brad Osmus, the change that they made there. And it now it's just, it's, I think it's gone from there, to, from irrational expectations to just just ridiculous, absolute, you know, I mean, I don't know what to say the word, no, not venom, just, just ridiculous statements. I mean, just laughable points that people are making seriously about this team. And uh, so it's it's I I don't I don't enjoy too much. I I post a lot of lightweight stuff on Twitter. Nice uh, bobblehead collection, Jared. You really put me (laughs) in my place, by the way.
0: Well, and I'm kind of laughing because my bobblehead collection's got like three. My daughter has a couple now, and so and she's got yeah. My daughter has her Yankees one, and she's got an Indians one, and I'm kind of you know keeping away the angel stuff from her for now I'll eventually pass that on to her but Jared's got this beautiful bawa collection you've got a nice one and you know Halo Haven uh, Garcia over there all angels man his his collection of angel stuff is just epic man just epic so if folks, you go online, you see that series of tweets. Please respond with your collection. We really like to see it, and and we'll you know next podcast out, we'll go back and look at all the pictures, and we'll shout you out and tell people give you a follow so we can see all that you do because it's pretty cool stuff, man. That is really cool. I have nowhere to put mine. I used to have a a, a large size. I took I
2: tweeted a picture of that my my old my old office when i was in whittier and i had a place to put all my stuff and where i'm at now i have a little i have some space but i'm not going to drag it up uh, two flights of stairs down I have i work in a very very large complex now and uh, so I, i'm not bringing it over there so now they're sitting in boxes and i guess i'm waiting for uh, I'm not not encouraging that, but one day one of my children to uh, to leave the home. Uh, it's not, uh, and maybe making my it's beginning the man cave, but uh,
0: <laughs> still looking for a place to display them. I was thinking you're gonna, you're talking. Th- I was in your head in the direction of going towards. I'm going to pass these on to my children to when I have grandkids, hopefully grandsons one day, and they can have that collection. But no, you're all about the man cave now.
2: Of course, no, that, that's <laughs> the plan, but I, I'm only 52. I've I got some life left to live, and, <laughs> and my kids, knock on wood, aren't going to be having children uh,
0: in at least in the next, uh, hopefully, five years. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully, oh, yeah, God willing. <laughs> so it, with all that in mind, on my end, I'm seeing a lot of, I'm, I'm in most of the Facebook groups that are pro- relatively relevant, uh, seeing some of these posts that have been made of, Really frustrated me, and for the most part, I shut up. A couple of them, though, I I have had enough. And there was one guy who actually accused Mike Trout of quitting, of all things. So he could have been playing by now. And listen, who the heck are you, by the way? You know, who are you to go out there and even talk about Mike Trout could be playing? Have you ever had an injury? Have you do you even play the game? You know, have you played professionally? What have you done in your field? And I and I I made the argument back to this person that imagine. In your job right now, somebody who you barely even know, or doesn't even know you, if that matter, gets on your case for you missing work an extra day if you've been sick. Who that you know? They don't know so what you're going use? through. They don't know what you're going through. And so it's just ridiculous to me the kind of arguments we're hearing, especially about Trout. And then you see folks just run there and just post everything this guy has done this year. And what what's the really big hit? What's the, his average with runners in scoring position is down. His, his batting average overall is down, but then you have to think back into why, why? And the reason why is because he's had to carry this team.
2: Well, I can, it's, it's on a different level for me. I just, you look at, it's so easy. I, I'll say athletes. I'll even say singers, you know, when a, when a singer goes on tour and they, they sing for days on end, and, you know, if I go to a baseball game, I understand they have trained voices and they know how to train their voice. When I go to a baseball game or, or, or an event and I'm screaming and yelling with excitement. I can barely talk the next day. And I'm like this for a couple of days. And athletes, you know, we like, well, they pitched yesterday. He only pitched a couple of lanes yesterday. It's been more than 10 years now that I'll play volleyball with uh, family. And, and then the next day I wake up and I can barely walk. And I'm trying to think what happened. What what Oh, it was. Volleyball that did it just a few hours of volleyball uh and these guys do this every day. I think you understand they have a regimen they're younger, definitely younger, uh not all of them that but mu- you know not that much younger anyways I just that's what really brought my attention it which really kind of opened my eyes for the bullpen this year about how overused they were because it's so easy to to blame the bullpen. But when you realize that the bullpen was coming at the beginning of the game and somewhere in the middle of the game and in most cases and then having to end the game because of the ability of starters to to pitch, you know, a five, six inning game every day
1: for me. And I I think I have a little bit of a different perspective on this just because for the last two, two and a half years now, I I played the game um, at at a high level. I played college baseball. So you know, I, just kind of going back. You know, let's say two years ago during the summer. So about this time, uh, maybe a little bit before that, two two and a half years ago, I started. All right, and start. I had we have a season of summer ball where I pitch about forty to fifty innings, which is you know that's considerable for summer. I mean, that's almost you know relievers what relievers are doing, um, including. I mean, I'm, I'm going out and working out. You know, almost every day during the summer. Then I maybe have maybe two three weeks off. And then, for school season starts, and we're our schedule starts at six o'clock in the morning. We're in the weight room from at seven o'clock. We go to uh, about seven seven thirty. We go and we do study hall for an hour, so we keep our grades good. And then from nine to twelve on most day on four days or four seven days we have we have practice you know it's it's and it's one of those things where i'd I'd be lying to you if i said i went out there every single day and wasn't absolutely exhausted (laughs) you know it's just and then after after practice going to school and then coming home doing homework i mean granted players don't have to do that but i mean it's you know one of those things And, and again i'd i'd be completely lying to you if i said i showed up every single day ready to go but you know that's just that's the mentality of it you know you gotta Just, just like you guys mentioned, it's with work. You know, you you, you may need a day off every once in a while. It happens. Even our coach preached that. You know, he's. I I understand. You know, you you guys need a day off. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's it's brutal. It's taxing. There's a reason why nobody will ever nobody will ever be Cal Ripken Jr. again. (laughs) That's that 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 will never happen. I can almost I can like ninety nine point nine 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 percent guarantee that Cal Ripken Jr. record of I forgot how many consecutive games he played will never happen just because it's just it's not that type of league anymore and then also i mean players need rest i mean cal Ripken was un freaking believable I, I mean i didn't i wasn't able to watch him too much it's kind of beyond my time but you know he was he was one of if not the greatest you know shortstops of all time so um yeah you know it, it's crazy to me
0: the thing is is it's a different world athletically in terms of a the expectations are placed on you you know, you have your. It's now a multi-multi million and billion dollar industry, and with media out there, with the expectations to come athletically to pitch faster, to run harder, you're going to have a hard time doing the things that say a Cal Ripken did or a Nolan Ryan did. I don't know. I, I don't know that I agree that nobody will ever break his record. I don't know that. Every once in a while, somebody special comes along and does things that you never thought would ever happen. So I, I'm hesitant to say that'll have, that'll never happen, but are the odds pretty good? Yeah, Joe DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak. I have a hard time believing somebody will break that because of the wear that that goes on in today's world. Back then, in 1950, and 1960, the distractions were actually smaller. It was a smaller world. Newspapers were the rage. Paper, you know, radio. You weren't making all these different appearances everywhere you go. Not everybody was guaranteed to know your face. Now, because it's plastered everywhere, everybody sees it. So, the the world we live in is just different. And I get tired of the explanation, well, in 1925, this person threw 5,000 innings. Well, it's just not the same world. The same expectations aren't there. Physically, you're different based on a million different reasons. And because of that, I think it's not really, I don't think it's ever really fair to just come out here and come up with these base assumptions that talks about quitting, that talks about the... Overall make of a team. Here's the reality: the Angels came into the season with expectations that they could you know they can compete, but we all knew they had to go right, guys. Everything had to go right for it to be one of those good years. We all knew this team was was flawed, and those things didn't go right. Trout gets hurt. Pitching is a struggle. So, we, so Tyler Skaggs passes away. Shohei Ohtani starts the season late. Upton starts season late. Now he's been shut down. Trout gets hurt again and again. Tom Listel gets hurt and, on a freak injury the day after Skaggs passes away. Pena tears in ACL. Cody Allen. Trevor Cahill. Matt Harvey. None of those guys work out. No Ramirez gets sick. Cam Adrosian gets shut down. Canning gets shut down. That's a lot of downs for players. And then you have these signs that don't work out. This is just a bunch of Just crappy things that happen. When you can't get consistent starting pitching, when you can't put a stable lineup, that lineup changed almost every single day. The original lineup this year that was envisioned when the season started, I think they maybe played one or two games together. That was it. Before somebody else got hurt. That's ridiculous. That's bananas.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I know. You bring up a good point. I mean, I don't think people quite understand how hard it is to win a World Series. Or to win any championship in any sports, but to win a World Series, I, I think it's that's one of the toughest things in all of sports to really do. Only eight of the thirty teams make the playoffs, or I guess ten now. Um, but you know, eight you, get, you you have not a great chance of making the playoffs. First, you have to be a good enough team to make the playoffs. The season is the longest season uh, in in sports to play. So I mean, that's 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 incredibly difficult. To Make it through 162 ga- games you know healthy and you know i applaud the yankees for what they're doing but you know to make the playoffs is difficult enough already to win a series in the playoffs is even more difficult to win another one is even more difficult and to then to win the world series to win four games against probably the second best team in all, all of baseball at the time is you know it's it's crazy there's a i mean it's it's i don't i just don't think some people understand how difficult it is to win a world series and that's why it's so special when you do but it's just, it's so incredibly difficult to win a World Series.
0: The Atlanta Braves won. I I geez, I forgot the exact number, but I want to say it's around four thousand two hundred twelve straight division titles, and they won one World Series, and they took heat for that one only winning one time. But all those factors go in. What if your team peaks early and struggles late? What if a pitcher gets hurt late? A guy that was your anchor all year. Anything can go wrong, and it changes the entire dynamic of a sea of a series. I remember talking with Taylor Blake Ward a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about 2014 because his belief, and it's, it's my belief too, the best team in baseball of the year was the Angels. They were the best team in baseball, but there were, it came down to matchups. And he told me that when he looked at the matchup between the Royals and the Angels, he thought Royals are going to win this. And it wasn't that the Angels were a worse team; they just were a bad matchup. And sure enough, the Royals won the World Series. They beat the Angels, they went on one World Series. And I look at the the way the postseason works now, it really comes down to matchups, it comes down to where you are at any point in the season, it comes down to injuries, it comes down, in some cases, to survival. And in the Angels' case, they didn't survive this whole season with everything going the way they needed to go. Nothing really went the way they needed to go. Nothing. Nothing. Well, well, address two points real quick. One, that that's a point I make
2: in response to people when I do go on Twitter and, and such about the Angels. I mean, they won a World Series in two thousand two, and I mock Dodger, my Dodger fan friends, and even my my children's Dodger sure. fan friends, and say, you know, raise your hand if your team's won a World Series this century. We have one. We won one in the last seventeen years. How many teams are there in the Major League Baseball? We're we're above average. I mean, and. I mean, how many people haven't won a World Series? The Dodgers haven't won one in over 30 years. And, you know, they, they've been in a few, but you still ain't won one, which goes back to Jared's point about how incredibly difficult it is to win a World Series. And my other question, going back to I was going to ask earlier, and I don't just kind of think, how come Cal Ripken's streak of 26, uh, 2,632 games, how come we can't do that again? How come we have better technology, better training, better medicine? And and it's because, you know, well, our team shows it exactly. We have our, you know, starters and we don't let our, our pitchers go past, you know, a third round in the in the batting order. I just don't understand how we have all this more advanced technology and training and our players seem to be more frail than they were in the 80s. I and mean, Cal Ripken, that's color. That's not black and white. That's not grainy footage. That's actual, you know, that would happened in my life when I, when I was in high school. So I just don't understand. Maybe Jared can explain to me why it, I don't think it will be possible for that uh, Cal Ripken Street to be broken, ever. Not even close. And why not?
1: I mean, you said it's the new era of what everybody's doing. I mean, I know the technology is there, but the new era... I mean, you look at pitching, I mean, granted, he wasn't a pitcher, but pitchers don't throw as much as they used to. I mean, we barely, I mean, Angels haven't even had a complete game this year, which is crazy to me. I mean, kind of, I guess, if you count, you know, Felix Pena and all that. But, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just a new era. It's just not, not, in my opinion, going to really happen. And I think Ripken got a little bit lucky in some sorts, too, you know? I mean, to be fair. But besides the point, I mean... I, I just don't know. Like you, you have to be able to play twenty seasons first. I mean, how many players play twenty straight seasons or twenty seasons of baseball? Not very many, and especially not now, not in this age where the younger the better. You know, I mean, where we talked about Simmons last time. You know, he um, he's already thirty. You know, it's like oh, 30's now. Thirty's now old. You know, so that's I mean, Ripken, what he played till he was forty almost. So I I just don't know you know I think age has a lot to do with it too you know we're gonna eventually Francisco Lindor who's one of the youngest best shortstops in baseball won't you know he's not gonna be able to play shortstop and he's not it just it's it's an age thing in my opinion there's gonna be a younger less expensive player that can play those positions for you and they'll they'll find it and that's that's how it's gonna end up working
2: well just as as Joe Fan and and that's I I think I speak for Joe Fan when I say but. I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense to me that well, w- that why 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 when I grew up, I watched complete games. I wa- on a regular basis, I watched complete games. I watched Cal Ripken. I watched players. I mean, we can't even make it through a season without half John, of our roster
0: being on the disabled list. John, we've talked about this though. Okay, just some of those things are the first things I talked about. Like just the difference in lifestyle is there now. You have. The mental, the mental stress the to me is, it's is much bigger. The world is bigger now. Like I was talking about media and the expectations that are placed on you to meet those media needs. Your face is everywhere. You you don't have the kind of privacy you had back then. So though that lifestyle changes for pitchers, if you threw a 92 mile an hour fastball in the 80s, that was considered a very good fastball. Today, a 92 mile an hour fastball is it's below average. You're expected to gas that baby. Drafted. What'd you say? Said you said might, it might not might get you drafted. Exactly. So the physical demands are different. And if you are throwing harder, that's more wear in your body. A 99-mile-an-hour fastball is going to put more wear in your body than a 91-mile-an-hour fastball is going to make or a ninety miles an hour fastball is going to make. Guys like Kevin Apier, who was throwing 88 89 miles an hour in the World Series, he would not stand a chance in today's of baseball, the expectations are different in terms of what you need if you're drafting a guy and in terms of what guys are trying to do, there's a price you pay. If you, you could probably go twenty years if you were throwing an eighty five to ninety one mile an hour fastball every year. You could probably go twenty years. You're not gonna do that now. Now a shortstop a shortstop used to be the kind of guy he He's great if he can hit 280 with 15, 16 home runs a year. Now, the middle infielders are expected in many cases to be guys who can hit 20, 25 home runs, hit for some average. And if you aren't, then there's people are looking beyond you. The the expectations of the sport have changed. Ripken Jr. was one of those guys who could hit some, didn't hit great. He was durable. And in today's world, where you have to be faster, you have to be stronger, you have to be able to hit for power at a much higher rate than the the players of old, your body's going to wear down more. And that's what's happening, in my view. You are seeing players who just are being pushed to a deeper level physically than what was expected before. Back in the 50s and 60s, yeah, you're going to throw a million innings, you still had guys getting hurt, though. Sandy Koufax, remember? His career was over early. The injuries are still there, but now you're throwing faster and harder, and now your curveball is expected to have you know, the 12-6 and every other angle you can possibly get. That does damage to your arm. The slider? The slider's no joke. A hard slider? The splitter? The days of the sinker ball are done. So that's, to me, what's happened. Jared, I mean, you see this at the minor league level here. You're seeing something develop. What are you seeing? Am I, am I wrong?
1: No, no, not at all. I mean, f- for me, it's it's definitely. It also, has, I mean, there, there's so many more injuries diagnosed too. I mean, how many players do we think we're throwing with Tommy John or with you know a torn UCL or something like that? You know, back in when Babe Ruth played or like Cy Young, did Cy Young ever tear his AC or UC, uh, UCL or anything like that? Did he ever? Did he ever need Tommy John or did he just go win 500 games because you know he got you know a little lucky and never tore his UCL? You know, what I mean. Or how many guys were playing, pitching through shoulder injuries or, you know, I'm uh, not saying at all that players these days are soft, but you, you definitely bring up a good point that it's, you know, it's maximum effort, maximum, you know, wh- wh- what, how hard can I throw the ball? That's going to get me to the next level. Um, and, you know, that that doesn't stick around uh, the human arm. I'm not a doctor and I don't know too much about arms minus what I've done um, pitching wise and I stayed healthy, but, uh, but the human arm is not supposed to throw a ball a hundred miles an hour. It's, it's just not, it's not physically supposed to happen. So that's why we see the injuries. Um, but yeah, it's just, you, you, you're totally right about that. It's, it's kind of more like a, what have you done for me lately type of thing too, you know? So.
2: Well, explain. No, I don't, I understand. It's kind of like people that, you know, cars are faster now. So people, you're you're more likely to be in a to die in a car crash, than you were in the 30s when the car was moving 25 miles an hour. So
0: I I, I can see the point now. See that kind of clarifies it for me. Thank you so much. It almost sounds like you kind of feel bad asking that question, but many people ask that question, and if you don't know how the body works, and listen, I just tore. You guys know I just tore my ACL, and and I'm learning more and more about. I thought I knew things about the ACL. And having sat down and talked with two different doctors, one who's a fantastic surgeon and one who deals with athletes every day, I'm learning new and new things every single day and how this thing actually works and can heal and and all the problems with it. So there's no real expert out there besides the doctors themselves, and sometimes the doctors can't even agree. What we do know, though, is when your body's not meant to do something and you do it, you wear it down. Especially if you're doing harder. That's just how it goes. But let's wrap this back around to this. Have the Angels quit? And the answer is no. They didn't quit. They just need a lot of things to go right. We saw. We mentioned this. They had a gauntlet schedule coming beginning around the middle of August. And then going all the way to the end of the year. And that pans out. The rest of their schedule is Yankees, Astros, A's, Astros. They're going to be lucky to win 70 games right now. Honestly. And that is the schedule we all saw coming, we all saw it, and said, oh boy, oh boy. This this shouldn't shock anybody at this point, that the team is struggling, but yet it does. And they're on these guys. Listen, everything had to go right. It didn't. And if it didn't go right, it was going to go really, really wrong. The only one
2: that I legitimately, I think fans, and, and and I'm not saying that they have a right to complain about, but, like, we have one hope, you know, that Trout trout hits, you know, that breaks the Angels record for home runs. So, that's kind of something to root for, for the fans at this point, but... Other than that, I mean, but if he's injured, I mean, I'd rather him not good break the record, and I'm sure he'd rather him not break the record, too, if he would just... Uh, so if he if he can't play, let's let's keep him sitting down because we got nothing nothing to gain in this season. I'm just looking for more from the fans, you know, something to root for.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of Trout, I've been rolling through Twitter. He's not in the lineup today either. Um, that's why it took so long for the lineup to come out today, I would assume. An hour and a half before game time is when the lineup came out. So, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, you know it's it's not a this team hasn't quit. <laughs> uh, just reiterating that. there's nobody that will quit on you, you know, I mean, they're major league baseball players. They're getting paid a lot of money to do this. They're not just gonna go out and lay down on the field. You know, this isn't slow pitch, softball, this isn't beer league. This is professional sports. People are paying to go watch them play. People are you know, trying to win positions late in the season. you know they have spring training and everything, but Players are trying to win positions over right now, um, trying to make their impressions on fans and coaching staffs and everybody like that. And um, so you know, it's one of those things. I don't know. There's quitting shouldn't even be a shouldn't even be in the terminology, even though it looks like it. Even though the schedule's been tough and they've only won, I think they've won only 13 games since uh, I, since the Dodger game, since the Dodger sweep. I think they've only won yeah. 13 games. So it, 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 it might feel like they've quit. It sucks. Trust me. I know. Ain't, baseball sucks sometimes. It's it's not a it's not a fun sport some days. But they haven't quit. I'll let you know that. They haven't quit. You
0: have to look at it from their perspective as well if you are frustrated. The Angels have become much more reliant on analytics and they become much more careful with how they're handling players and they probably in some cases, are even being overprotective, but you can understand why. Look how many guys they've had come up who've just lost their career and never became what they're supposed to become. With Mike Trout, he's just signed this new extension. He's going to be with the Angels until he's, well, he's age 39, and he's been dinged up three times this year. So reports are out, what, two days ago? Some things are kind of leaking out that the Angels are talking about shutting Trout down for the season. And then Trout, in conversation, says, absolutely, you know, I'm paraphrasing, shuts that down, too. So, those leaks come from somewhere. There's somebody within the Angels organization who's at least thinking that for them to come out. And if that's the case, if he's still playing, it's because he's trying to get somewhere. The Angels, to me, are going to watch him closely. They're going to look at him, and they're going to look at their future. They have to protect their future. They can't have... Another Pujol situation where Pujol starts to break down a little bit the year before he signs the Angels and then he's been on a downhill slider since. What were Pujol's problems so were his legs? Where most where have where have Mike Tras problems been? Where have they been? Thumb. <laughs> the thumb?
1: <laughs> and and legs.
0: Legs, but it's been it's been legs more this year, right?
1: Think yeah, about it. his toe? I mean, it's been Yeah. It's been the toe. What else? I think he's had a little bit of calf tightness, hamstring tightness, you know what I mean? You nothing, pre- nothing to be crazy about, but yeah, it, it's, been, you know, it's been the legs.
0: You're going to protect him. So if you are trying to protect the crowds of your franchise, then you can understand exactly why he's not in the lineup right now. It's frustrating because we want him in there playing when I'm going for the record. But On the flip side of it, you're trying to think long-term about this guy's career. You're trying to think, hey, I want to make sure he's protected so he can play out and be elite for as much of those 12 years as humanly possible.
2: It, I think it's easier for football fans to to see, like, well, you know, why is Tom why is Tom Brady playing in this last game when they've already clinched the you know home 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 field advantage? Because uh, I think you can physically see opportunities to get injured. But baseball, I don't think they see
0: all the possibilities to be that the, the player can be injured. Well, John, I mean, I would even say that's not even the case. I just got into a massive debate yesterday with somebody over Todd Gurley. Their theory is, well, with the Rams and Tom Gurley, is the Rams know his knees all messed up, so they went and got the top for him, and they're, and they're cutting back on his snaps. I'm saying, well, maybe you're right, but maybe you're wrong. Maybe the Rams, who just signed Gurley to an extension, there's some parallels here. Maybe the Rams are saying, listen, he's so explosive, he's so elite. We want to keep that elite talent around us as long as possible, especially since we have to pay for him anyways. So let's limit his snaps now, keep him healthy, and we're going to have him longer. And maybe that's the case instead of saying, "Hey, listen, his knees broke. We're gonna eliminate snaps. And that I, person I love, could not I'm, fathom that idea.
1: I love what they're doing with Gurley. I'll say that right now. I thought like I thought week one they did exactly what they needed to do. I know this isn't a football podcast, but I thought you know they they did exactly he did he didn't play very much in the first couple quarters, but he I mean Gurley basically won that game for them late in the game, you know he he kept possession for him he He did exactly what he needed to do um, late in the game. And I think that's what you're going to see out of Todd Gurley. And I think that's a great way to put this. You know, I think that Trout and Gurley are good, you know, comparisons to each other on how, you know, like Mm -hmm. if if the Angels are competing, I would love to see less Trout in the beginning of the season and more later on to see how he plays and how, you know, like keep him healthy for the playoffs and all that stuff. Exactly what, like you just said, exactly how. The, the Rams will be using early this year. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good comparison, to be honest.
0: And, and we don't want really to know what the Rams mentality is with it, but it's very possible that could be their mentality is, he's healthy, he's fine, we want to keep him that way. Because we've seen what happens if he wears down. So we're going to protect him and help his career last longer. We can use that elite speed, that elite talent for years longer. For Trout, if you can protect his legs now, when he's showing some signs of, of getting hurt a little more, then you have him longer. With Pooh Holes, Pooh Holes just played straight through the Cardinals. He was hurt here and there, and he just kind of went through it. And then at the end, now as he's over here at the Angels, well, we've seen Albert run. <laughs> so, you know, John, you're quiet here. What's your thoughts? I understand. It's it makes sense. It, if you're winning, in the case of the Rams, they're
2: winning with, by by limiting his play. And as long as as long as you're successful while doing it, it's a great plan. But the moment that you lose a game, and that people can Monday morning can carry on about how oh, had Gurley been in at this point, or Gurley been in, ask Pete Carroll about uh, Marshawn Lynch at the super at the line of the Super Bowl. Sure. You know, <laughs> why didn't you hand him the ball? Uh, you know, it haunts you forever. So I think as long as it works, and with Trout, as long as we can remain competitive, though it kind of kind of seems, you know, resting the, you know, greatest player of our generation could be a little detriment, detrimental to the Angels, uh, you know, long-term success during a, a season. Um, but if we can pull it off, we'll be, um, I mean, well, I'm all for it.
0: By resting your, your best player, you, you can't rest them over a one-two-game season. A lot. I mean, he's going to play almost every game. But you're, you, if I were the Angels and looking the future, I I would make sure he gets more days off than he gets now. I mean, there was that stretch in July where I, I think he didn't. I I may be wrong, but I don't remember him taking main breaks. And you do need time to to rest. The baseball season is long. It's hard on your body, and you need to rest. So overall, though, he didn't quit. The numbers don't show. Up. The team hasn't quit. For those who think that we've been making excuses about the Angels, you know, well, they are th- things that can go their way, there's been injuries. No, we're not. We're, this is not a team that has performed to what we thought it would perform to. But on the same token, if you're going to think logically instead of emotionally, there are a lot of bad things that happen, and those things affect you in so many ways. They affect you mentally, they affect you physically, they affect... Every way you play the game. And so for you to go out there, or for anybody to go out there and say, well, they quit, They're, they don't have any heart, they proved their heart in July. That team could have fell apart right then and there. On back-to-back days, first they lose Gags, and then Lestel goes out for 8 to 10 weeks. You, you, they proved their heart. So that kind of garbage just needs to stop. This was Just face it, in the end, when all, when all the dust settled and everything happened, they just weren't a very good baseball team this year. These weren't. That, yeah, what they did in the middle of the season was was definitely showed they had heart. What's going on now is lack of healthy talent, lack of healthy talent, lack of consistency, lack of uh, some things, and, and a lot of those things are I mean, we we defend Billy Upward a lot, but let's be honest, he did make some mistakes, some things didn't pan out, and if you, how deep you want to blame him for that, it's up to you. You can blame Allison if you want to. There are some things that he's done that aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect. But the reality is there was talent on the field this year. You just couldn't keep them together. They couldn't stay together long enough to do anything. And pitching killed you. The We'll get to it, I think, midweek. I think we're running out of time now. We'll get to it midweek. But we do want to note this one thing, though, is if you go back to the 92, 93, 94 seasons and look at some of the players that are coming up then and now, there are some parallels there was more talent coming up in terms of defending of Tim Salmon, Jim Edmonds, all those guys. But there are some parallels. We'll talk about them, I'm guessing, midweek. Before we move on, we are looking for sponsors, especially for this off- offseason, for the hot stove, for coming spring training. We could really use some help keeping the lights on here. Reach out to us at TalkingHalos at gmail.com if you like what we're doing and you want to help Make that happen. You can also leave us a voicemail at 657 626 5453 Also, real quick, we go and give a shout-out to our partners over Big Heads Media. Check out this promo.
2: Brian, what do I love? Fantasy football. I do love fantasy football, but what else do I love?
1: Uh Making money?
2: I love winning money, but no, no, no. Well, and that's not what I'm thinking of.
1: Ooh, 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 I
2: know. Sundays. I love Sundays, and I'm not talking ice cream, ladies and gentlemen. And if you love playing fantasy football... You need to check out the FTLS Fantasy Football podcast with myself
1: and Johnny Bats over here.
2: Find us on Apple Podcast or your preferred podcast app and as always check out all of our work at www.ftlsunday.com. Look forward to winning with you
0: all year. All right, so it's running late here. We do want to get through this last discussion question before we release John into the wilds. John's a busy man today. Uh, Brandon wrote to us earlier this week for our Q&A, how many wins does this team win without major additions? How many wins can Billy realistically add? And uh, can Billy fix the rotation of one-off season or is it a two-year project? And, well, uh, there's more parts to that, my bad. Based on the week upcoming frequent classes, is this the season to start to add starters? I'm going to go with John first. John, go for it.
2: Yes, this is the
0: season. This is
2: the the time to add the starters. This is the th- this is the time that we that. By what we could see was the plan that they were gonna that they were gonna be very active. I think we can be a much more competitive team. Um, I certainly think we can. Pro- I'm not good at, at assigning numbers uh, numbers of wins like you guys. I think we can uh, compete for a wild card though if we can get a couple quality pitchers and I guess some catching. Um, otherwise, I think the rest of our and Upton rebounds a little bit but i'm not even worried that much about upton uh i just think our pitching staff really needs really needs help and a couple quality starters to take the heat off of our our, i think what is a solid bullpen if they aren't overworked will make us very competitive in the wild card next year and this is the year that they that they need to spend the money in my opinion jern
1: yeah you know with the team that they have right now I'm going to stick with, you know, what I, if this team is healthy and plays, you know, together for 162 games, they're, they're, you know, slightly above 500 team. I'll I'll stick with that. You know, I don't, I think that this year is somewhat of an exception um, to an extent, you know, with everything that's happened. Um, But I'm, you know, if they go out and they don't make any moves, which that's not going to happen, they'll make moves. But if they didn't and they brought back basically the exact same team, I'd still say that they're, you know, 500 maybe a little bit above 500 team, not a playoff team by any means, but they're probably about a 500 team. Um, how? What can they do? I mean, I think it's simple. I mean, John, you said it. it, it you got to go out and get people this offseason. Um, spend early, spend often. Um, I'm going to continue to say that. I think I'll say that until it happens, you know. Just spend early, spend often. Don't be afraid to spend money. Um, don't be afraid to take a risk on somebody that, you know, works. Um, but if you go out, and hypothetically, just hypothetically stating, you go out and get Garrett Cole, and you go out and get Yasmani Grandal. you're adding eight to ten wins already right there with those two guys. Uh so I, I think that, you know, it's 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 gonna be an interesting offseason, to say the least there.
0: And that leads it to me, I'll go backwards to your base of the week of agent uh, classes coming up. I'd say yes, 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 absolutely. And this is the time to ask stars. If you don't ask stars this year, you're probably gonna have to spend prospects and try to get those starters so yes this is the time go get your free to starter that's you you've got to go hard on Cole you're gonna have to overspend on Cole it's just is what it is and hopefully they can convince him to come home and there's still gonna be competition shouldn't shock anybody the Dodgers are on it the Yankees I'm sure will be on it who knows who else will jump in there will be competition the Angels have to beat that competition Uh, can he fix the rotation in one offseason? yes Yes and yes. There are some guys there already. Uh, Canning will be back next year. Hopefully, Berea steps up next year. Uh, these We only saw some signs last night from Berea. We've seen signs off and on. These are young guys. So I think overall, two stars minimum. You, maybe you need a three. We'll see. But yes, it can be fixed. And how many wins does this team with that win without major additions? And how many wins can Billy realistically add? I can go right now without major additions. I'm a little more pessimistic than... Then Jared is. I'm thinking 79 to 80 if they can stay together. The pitching staff needs to improve a lot. And I think they will, by the way. These are young kids who will get better. They'll go back and look at their season this year, and they'll make their corrections and they'll be back. But right now, to me, they're, they're a 79-80 win team with the same roster, healthy. Change that. You get Cole. You get your catcher. You get our pitcher. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they even find a way to sneak in another hitter somewhere. Don't be surprised. I'm telling you that's there's a couple of things that are fits if you think about it. So that in mind for the minor league system. And what I mean is you get I've said it a couple of times, you get coal, maybe a Wheeler or a Cole and somebody else around those air around that a number two, number three guy, you are allowing your miners to really work on those prospects coming up instead of rushing anybody else up. You're giving the team time to work on Suarez and Sandoval and then the the next group they are coming up to the lower levels. They don't have to rush. If you can find stability at the top, you have time. And that's one of the biggest reasons they have to spend this offseason. You need to invest in the major league roster to allow that talent you've been accumulating in the minor league roster an opportunity to develop a little more at their own rate right instead of being pushed to the top. If those things happen, I think we're looking at a team that's hit rock bottom now. That's they've hit it now, and from here on up, let's light the end of the tunnel. All right. So John's gotta go. Jared's gotta go. I've gotta go. We've all gotta go. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos and search for our page also on Facebook. That we also have a Facebook group called the Talking Halos Group. Keep it real simple. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can find John at Jake's Crane John. You can find Jared Timms at Jared underscore Timms. Our podcast is found on Spreaker, Apple Music, pretty much just about everywhere. You can find the podcast. And before we say goodbye, last thoughts, I'll go with you, John, first. Go. Well,
2: no matter what happens next
0: year, Derek's going to be
2: uh, battling the Twitter trolls about the angels spending a lot of money on the wrong people if it doesn't go <laughs> right. <laughs> so he'll be, he'll be there for you guys, but uh, uh, have a great weekend and uh, have a great week. See you Wednesday. Jared.
1: I'll, I'll leave you guys on a cliffhanger. The angels don't need Garrett Cole. It'd be awesome, but they don't need to go and do that.
0: Ooh, wow. I know, I ooh, that. We're coming back on <laughs> Wednesday.
1: Some stuff. We are
0: coming back on Wednesday. Oh boy. Oh, oh, hold on just a second.
2: We are How, how'd that David Fletcher tweet work out for you, man? They were they were all over. <laughs> <laughs> trust
1: me, I, I trust me. I know, I know. I'll leave it on the cliffhanger, though. I don't, I don't. I, I, it'd be awesome to get cold, but I don't think you know. You don't have to. It's not. I mean, yes, you have to, but if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and there is a way to get around it. Trust me, I know.
0: Ooh, I I can't oh, oh, okay. To so we'll be coming back to on Wednesday, and one last thing for me is I hit the road. I've been getting this question on social media a lot: is why do I do engage some of the trolls on Twitter? And even on Facebook. And the answer is this, because it's always for the third person. There are numerous people who share a lot of the same views. Trust me, I've seen them. And it's not about making people feel stupid or wrong. It's about that third person in the room who's really trying to think it through and trying to see all angles and making sure they hear the other angle. And it's not always the same story being whispered in their ear. So... There's my case. It's always for the third person in the room. It's time for us to go. For John and Jared, this is Derek C. Paul saying take it easy. We'll be back midweek for sure, and we may have a preview podcast for the Yankees tomorrow. We'll see. No promises. Have a great one, and we are out of here.